Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram live podcast where I chat with very interesting people while sitting by my window. It's been going great so far. I'm very excited for the guest today. It's Connor. So fun fact about Connor, he taught me one of my many improv classes at Second City for one whole day. And honestly, it was that impactful that I decided to bring him on as a guest. So I see he's here. We're going to invite him in. Okay, here we go. Sending. it work today? That's the question. I have faith, though. I'm feeling good, feeling confident. <gasps> yes, it worked. Hi. You do it look worked. different. You do look a little different from your headshot. Right? Yeah. But not, yeah. not terribly so that I'd be, is that really you? I've had that. My earlier guest last week, I'm like, is that you? Oh, confusing. I thought you meant they actually, that they sent someone who looked vaguely like them to take their place. That's and they and, and, you know, maybe, maybe that's something that I would do, but it's not, not today. I'm actually here for you. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, I would send, I would send a, a, a doppelganger to do lots of things for me, but not this, <laughs> not this. Well, no, because this is definitely going to boost your career. So oh, yeah. we're and here to market you. I think, Probably I don't know. Desperate. You say need you need help. it, but the number of people that reached out that were so excited for me to chat with you, I was so impressed. I actually, I'm like, how, you know, a lot of people. How many people, be honest? Was it like uh, one? Okay, it was at least three or four. And that <laughs> for me is a lot because so I don't think anyone looks at my posters at all. I'm yeah. always surprised when someone agrees to do this with me. So well, like, three or four people is a lot for me too. That's very touching. Thank you, whoever you are, probably. <laughs> uh my family so thank you so much it's very nice. it's a little uncomfortable that they got my contact info but yes we a should weird. definitely weird mm -hmm. a little weird yes but thanks for agreeing to do this are you kidding i'm happy this is to, to be here this is a lot of fun i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm, I'm bringing my a game i got okay. lots of great stuff to talk about whatever you want whatever oh. i've been up to for the past year whatever we've all been up to for the past year the problem is that only takes about five minutes to kind of talk about because I haven't been doing anything at all. So I don't know what you, we, you want to discuss, but I'll try to, I'll try to, to, you know, stretch it. I'll try to make it work. I mean, I don't know. You're coming in with great ideas. I, I don't want to stifle your creativity. So well, if you creativity. have some, yeah. I, I have no creativity. My creativity has been stuffed down for the past year. Like I've been, you know, we, we've all been just kind of trying to get out from under the insanity of our, our own lives. So, you know, whatever little, I, I predict this will be the little kind of seed of creativity that starts to grow again. You know, um, I will, this chat will be the little seedling that, that sprouts the creativity in my life again. I'm hoping, Robin, again, no pressure on you or anything. This is not on you. I don't want you to feel pressured to like rejuvenate my career and life, but we got 10 minutes to do this, so let's go. We got this. We got this. All right. Just focus. Just focus. Don't focus, even yeah. don't even think about the stakes. It's fine. <laughs> My God, we are raising the stakes high because that's what comedy is. That's that's what we do. Exactly. No one yeah. wants to watch low stake Instagram live. Boring. Two people it, talking. Exactly. No. This, this is has, life or death. If this, this doesn't go be, well, someone dies. Maybe not us. Maybe yeah. someone else. Right. Exactly. Prop. Let, let's put it that way. It's like that game. It's like that that thought experiment or whatever. It's like. You can have a million dollars right now, but someone in the world dies as soon as you accept it. You know what I mean? That kind of, would you take it or not? That's this situation for sure. Like if we don't yeah. stimulate my own creativity, I will die. That's what this, that's oh. what the stakes are here for sure. So it's not a million dollars, unfortunately, because for sure I'm taking that money, right? I know that's Everyone's what I was thinking. I would definitely take it unless I die or my husband, because I kind of like him. So sure. that's yeah. the problem. That's yeah. 
Yeah, well, because like you- But like could you die in that scenario? Could you get the million dollars, but also die at the same time? Oh, that would be the sweetest irony of all. I don't think so. I think the point is someone, uh, an innocence dies, right? Like uh. someone random and you don't know them. But basically the question is, if you could kill, snap your fingers and kill a random person in the world, would you do it? Uh, and, you know, I, my fear is I would probably do it for a lot less than a million dollars, actually. <laughs> I probably do. If someone was like, hey, I got this coupon for a free Big Mac. You want it? If you, you take it, someone will die. I'd have to think about it for sure. Well, that, that's good to know that that's where the bar is set in your life. Cool. Cool. Oh, yeah. The moral bar. The morality yeah. bar is yeah. quite low for sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it almost sometimes has to, I feel like we should preface this as we sure. are comedians making jokes. Uh, but again, this could be your actual viewpoint on life. So I don't want to put words in your mouth. But sometimes I feel like I need a disclaimer. I swear I think I'm funny. Uh, if this doesn't resonate, we're not trying to offend. Cool. No, of course not. Yeah. I'm not trying to offend. But if you're offended, it's but if it happens fault. to offend, yes, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can't help you. Yeah, that's can't on help you. it if you're offended, because uh, this is pure gold right here. It is um, pretty funny. Yeah. It's, it's I just not... came on because honestly, I needed a laugh and I'm like, Connor could be funny. Maybe we'll chat with him. <laughs> could be. Could yeah. be. Maybe. I don't know. We'll it was that one class. That was my favorite. The class was so bad that I was the only one that wanted to continue and everyone else was like, it's not for me. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it was. It really was. Um, and just for a little context, everybody, uh, th this was the, at the early days of the pandemic. We were trying to figure out, everyone was trying to figure out how to do improv over Zoom. Uh, I took over a, a level E class. It was it was great. Robin was the third or fourth best person in it uh, <laughs> of the four or five people who were there, and uh, it was it was great. And you know, ever since then, I have um, you know I I've taught a little bit more on Zoom, but that was really demoralizing for for me for sure. When you and your fellow students basically were like. You've put me off improv forever, Connor. I'm never going to do it again. Oh. And I hate you and you have ruined my life. So um, it a bit of a claw. Again, I had to claw back out from that a little bit. I had to climb out of that dark okay. hole. But um, no, it's great. It's nice that uh, you've kept at it and you weren't okay. put off by um, that one class. Again, everyone was trying to figure out Zoom improv at the time. People, Yeah, don't. you just really did a bad job at it. Honestly, <laughs> that was on you. And I figured it out worse than everybody else. Yeah, I think, um, okay, so actually it was really funny. Carrie was one of the people that reached out to me uh, because you were on it and he liked the poster that you were going to do at Carrie Griffin at yeah. Second City. So he was actually my, I continued doing level E and he was my level E instructor and the whole class stayed in it. So Carrie figured it out and he wanted to throw some, he wanted to just bash you. He's doing another one with me in a couple of weeks and that might be what it is, how much better he is at teaching which I think is interesting. You know what, here's, I'll say this, uh, <laughs> Kerry is a great teacher. He's been around for a long time, a lot longer than me. He's much older than me. He's much worse looking than me. Uh, he's got a lot, he's got a lot going on, I'm sure. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he would say his life, what his, the meaning of his life is. I suppose it's probably teaching. And I guess I just have more going on than him. I guess I just have more reasons to live than Kerry Griffin, I think is what I'm saying here. And uh, he's, um, you know, he's been an influence on my life for sure. Uh, he directed the first main stage show I did at Second City. He directed me in Tourco. 
And in spite of that, I still managed to succeed. So um, it's been it's it's been a nice long relationship I've had with Carrie, and he's a very sweet man. Um, and I wish him all the best for sure. That was that was beautiful. I hope he. I'll tell him to watch this part. Just watch the first part. Uh, yeah. Connor shares some love. Okay. That son of a bitch, Carrie Griffin. <laughs> what a guy. But actually, but okay, joking aside, Carrie is great. He's a brilliant he, teacher no, and he a brilliant is, he director. Is. I, I'm pretty sure he would know you were joking. Uh, yes, I hope so. Yeah. Or are you? I don't or know. Or I've made a, yet another enemy today. It, it happens. That's a lot. You're mm -hmm. killing people. You're making enemies. I mean, Carrie's the nicest guy. How can you make an enemy? But knowing, knowing Carrie's luck, proves wrong. Okay. knowing Carrie's luck, the million dollars I would take, it would kill Carrie. That's how it would go. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad thing is, you know, if someone, imagine that scenario, but then afterwards they tell you who it is, right? You take a million bucks, you're living on easy street and the person comes back like, hey, remember that person who died? And you're like, yeah, some person I didn't know, who cares? They're like, no, it was Carrie Griffin. I'd probably just go back to eating my gold plated pizza or whatever I'd eat and, and just be like, oh, okay, that's too bad. Anyway, thanks. Is that all? Is that, is that good? We're good? We're good here? Okay, thanks. thanks. Wait, so the pizza is gold or the yeah, plate that plate. it's on? Or is it uh, all gold? Good, good, good question. Um, no, the pizza up. itself has gold flakes in the crust, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. just imagining that's possible. I don't know if that's a thing, but if I... You can put um, on anything. Rips, in Vegas, with, you put uh, on a hot dog. Gold everywhere. I'm saying this as if a million dollars is actually a lot of money. I mean, it is a lot of money, but like, I as if I'm picturing myself having accepted this million dollars in like a mansion with like marble statues and stuff, eating this gold plated pizza. Meanwhile, it's barely a down payment on a house. No. So uh, it's really not. Well, know. that's that. It's true. The, the irony, there was that song when, when I was a kid, if I had a million dollars. Oh, yeah. And as a child, you can do so much with it. Yeah. But as an adult right now, no one really cares. Not much. Can't even buy a house. Yeah. Not much. No, for sure. Ooh, Sorry, Carrie Griffin. Sorry, Carrie Griffin had to die so I could barely afford a down payment on a house in Toronto. That's too bad. Maybe Barry, like, make a little tree in his name in the front yard. <laughs> sure, yeah, with a yeah. little plaque. Yeah, yeah but call it Carrie, but spell it differently so it's only half creepy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, spell yeah. his name wrong as just a final insult, for sure. Yeah, yeah. K-E-R-R-E-Y-I or something like that. And people Silent like, Q. Silent, Silent Q is Q key. For sure, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, according to Grant Todson, you are a legend. That's oh, yeah, exciting. Grant. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, buddy. Nice, uh, nice to hear from my fans. Uh, Grant Dodson is an old friend of mine. He lives in Stratford, theater capital Ooh, of uh, Canada. Um, and he's a beautiful man. I'm glad you're tuning in, Grant. Shouldn't you be at work or something? I don't know. I, one of my favorite things is sometimes I interview people and they have students in whatever field. And their students come on, they go, oh, just in class, but also on this live. And I go... Awesome. I love that you're supporting your teacher, but I don't know if I would publicly write that. Just... Kids these days. I don't I know. understand how people do it with, I'm so glad, like I got out of school, like I, I graduated university of 2005, just before smartphones and, um, you know, tablets and stuff like that. I can't imagine going through any school uh, with all that technology. I feel like more, mostly I, maybe this is, you know, shows you where kind of my brain is at these days or how mature I am. But um, it's more like I feel bad for the teachers because how do the teachers feel they're like everyone's on their phone because like 
you know, uh, going to university or whatever, you got to take notes in class. I was physically writing notes, not anymore. People just taking pictures of the whatnot of the board or whatever. It, I would feel um, teachers, professors, academics, whatever would be, uh, it, it's a tough out there for them with all the technology. And I can't even imagine like, if anyone right now is watching and you should be at work or school, shame on you, okay? Honestly, I I appreciate believe... the multitask. I almost respect it to an extent because I'm a multitasker myself. And okay. honestly, while we're in this live, I'm doing something else too. You don't yeah, even know. Yeah, just doing like a crossword or whatever. Yeah, just, kind just of, doing yeah. a Sudoku, coloring. It's Great. there's a lot. There's right. Yeah, painting. You got the model kind staring at my window, kind of painting them as we go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually screen. sketching you. That's uh, oh. Nice. Yeah, that's, is that like uh, the kind of gift you give all your guests, like a, a personalized sketch of um, uh, of them that you do? I really so I wanted to say that because I was staring the other night. My husband and I decided to do a group activity of coloring a Pokemon book. He got me as a joke, oh, so nice. I was going to hold up the terrible looking Pokemon and say it was you, but yes. <laughs> could have gone way. Depending on the it Pokemon, could have. I, you could have. I don't know anything about Pokemon whatsoever. You could have held up a Pokemon, even if it vaguely resembled me. You could have said, "This is the best Pokemon." ever uh it's the most powerful and handsome one and i'd be like yeah then that works oh, for sure interesting interesting mm -hmm. i mean uh, i'll get it it's right there but yeah oh, i'm going i'm going off of well because i don't want to leave the viewers questioning yeah this is highly unprofessional wow this, I, it's oh, just a lot of curiosity the chair swing is the worst part like the saddest <laughs> part where the chair just kind of rotates slowly oh it's as if you yeah. Ugh. At least I was wearing pants. Uh, there was an. I hate when people say that, and yet I felt the need to say that. Like, yeah. why? Why would you not be wearing pants? I don't understand that. It's just well, not comfortable. Actually, don't don't tell me your thoughts on that. I don't want to know. But like, because you're probably not, and I don't want to. I don't want to know. I don't. Wanna... You could anticipate my answer to that. Um, uh, I am also wearing pants right now. Very comfortable jeans, and uh, I'm with you for sure. It is a bit odd. I understand, certainly. Uh, the uh, the impulse to be at home and, and and your comfortable kind of you know setup whatever as far as the world knows this is all that exists of you for sure I get it but at some point it becomes just very sad for sure and I bet at you know I, I I'm willing to admit that certain parts over the course of this pandemic where I've been on zooms and I've been wearing like a nice shirt or whatever, but like I've been wearing my pajama pants or something like that. I confess to that, but I, I think there does come a point where you gotta, you gotta find a little self-respect. You know, you, I'll say this, I bet Kerry Griffin does not wear pants when he does these things. So uh, that's, um, let's just put it that way. What a, okay, here's what I love. I don't know if you do this. I'm moving past the Kerry comment because this is entertaining. But do you, when you're filming a self-tape, do you kind of just do your self-tape, but then when they ask for a full slate, <laughs> put on the professional pants after? Or is that just me? I usually put on the pants ahead of time. Okay. I will admit, yeah. Well, okay. Then, uh, so some maybe people, that's just you, Robin. That's, maybe, that's just, okay, just I know at least two other people that do that because we had these discussions. But the other day it was really funny because I was filming whatever and... I was changing just my, and my husband's like, oh, okay, full body slate, not just torso up. Got it. Okay. Put on the slate pants. Professional slate pants. pants yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Unless it specifies full body slate. I'd never do that anyway. Just like whatever. The, I'm sorry. The, the, the amount of effort I'm willing to put into these uh, is usually pretty minimal. Any casting directors out there, um, 
forget I said that. Actually, I put a lot of effort into all my self tapes. Uh, I respect your time and I appreciate. This is what happens. But people like you, okay? You're just like I'm gonna put it out there. Whatever happens, happens, and then you book. And me, that's like, oh my god, I'm trying so hard. I want it. Like I'm just gonna give you the best tape. There was times when I used to work oh so hard to a point where I honestly felt like what they were asking it was a mini movie. And then I see how my friends are doing it. I'm like, oh my God, that's so much easier. Why don't I just kind of, this is what, so yeah, I've learned how to you gotta pretty find, much just showcase who I am with doing less. So yeah, you gotta it, find the right balance of effort uh, and what your time is actually worth, for sure. Again, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying you should turn down auditions that require you to make a mini movie, but I am saying you need to find a way that makes the best I totally do that. I don't turn any audition down. Yeah, I just uh, mm -hmm. don't do it as, as movie quality as it used to be. Well, and because, the other thing is, yeah. but truly, like, um, I, I don't think casting directors are judging your filmmaking ability. So, like, they're judging your I know, and that's the thing. The but role. it's so, the filmmaker in me wants it to be a film. I'm yeah. like, oh, I like this. Let me just start directing my own film yeah. when it's just an audition. It's, you just want to know who you are and how do you sound and how do you look and yeah, okay. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I should remember that going forward. Cool, cool. That being but, said, there's a lot of movies that people have access to now. Yeah, <laughs> I know, like I don't to know think it makes them. Yeah, like don't listen well, to me. Well, I mean, Maybe. yeah. When was the last thing you booked? I like what? asking people that because if they asked me that, I would cry. But I like to. <laughs> Uh, I did a day on a, on a Hallmark movie last month, two months in January or something like that. So that was fun. Um, that's the what last was it called? Can I ask? I love the names. Sure, it's called um, it's called Love and Ice Wine. At least that was the title they were going with at the time. I don't know if that's what it'll end up as, but Love and Ice Wine was what it was called. So I guess it's about the the ice specifically the ice wine business. I had one, I, like I was just on for one scene. I was as a as a waiter, but. Um, uh, it was a Did lot of fun. Did you deliver said ice wine? No, I wish. I Ugh. wish. You know, I always want to be, and I haven't had this yet, even in those little day parts or whatever, it'd be nice to be the person who says the title of the project. You know, that's because you know you're probably not getting cut um, at that point. <laughs> that, so, that's the thing, right? It's like, yeah. oh, they said the lot. I always wait for that. That's I'm like, who said it? Who's always, saying it? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I like to... <laughs> well, when you watch enough Hallmark movies, you're like, okay, I gotta have make a game out of this. All right, let's look at the extras because some of them are awesome and entertaining and honestly mm -hmm. are in their own world. So I live for the extras. And then who's saying the title movie and how bad are the leads compatible wise? Sometimes mm -hmm. when you watch them have that one little Hallmark kiss at the end, it's kind of brother sister dynamic, which yeah. is so funny. Yeah, I, I think... Um... Uh, you know, as actors in Ontario, uh, in Canada, you, we appreciate those movies because they shoot a million of them up here and it's, uh, it's great work, but certainly there is a degree of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Repetition of kind of, of some certain tropes that they tend to hit in each script. And yes, it is fun to kind of, you know, you can, even watching them when they're done, you can go through and be like, oh yeah, this is the kind of formula for them for sure. But there's a reason for it. And that's because people love them at Christmas time. Oh my gosh. And maybe they're watching them for the reasons you watch them because, you know, they are often kind of unintentionally funny. Um, but I also think that most of them are pretty self-aware. Most of them know what, what, they're, what they're going about for sure. Um, but, but you I know what, can I say, yeah. I do think it is a skill. 
And there are times when I watch the lead and I'm like, you, you totally sold this for me to, to a point where it's like, it's not cheesy. It's just, this is who I am. And this is, and I just, I get, I can actually name on one hand. Well, I don't actually remember the actors' names, but I could tell you because they were so good and compelling. And it's so weird because otherwise it gets redundant. But when they stand out to me, I'm like, oh, well done. Well done, people. Well, for sure. Those are the pros, you know, like those are the people who, you know, no matter the project, uh, you know, you got to commit to what you've been asked to do. So, um, Ooh, what was your waiter line? Did you have one? Uh, uh, what was it? What was the conceit? Um, I, the scene was like, uh, we were looking for, this just happened late at night. It shot late at night. So I'm trying, I, I vaguely remember the whole experience. Um, you were, you were hopped up like on that, the ice wine. Like That's no what happened. No one knows what they look like. It was, oh, that was it. It was um, someone who was, we were looking for uh, a food critic, trying to pick out a critic who had come to the restaurant. So the chef is like, who is it? And I'm like, I don't know. No one knows what this mysterious person looks like. That was kind of the line. That was the, the, the vibe. Um, As we're talking, I, I remember said, you told me you were in this one. And I remember watching it. Yes. So there we go. What I should have said was, um, uh, you know, who is the food critic? I should have said, I don't know, but I hope they fall in love and ice wine. Kind of sneak in. I should have tried to sneak in the, the title, right? Because that's what I'm saying. You got to be the person who says, the title, otherwise you risk, you know, in these small parts, um, there's a chance you'll get cut. But uh, if you say the title, you know, even no matter how awkward, right? Imagine if I was playing like a surgeon or something, that was one line, I'd be like, scalpel, please. Love and ice wine, please. And they'd be like, cut, Connor, you can't. No, let's take it back. You don't, just say the scalpel part, please. Got it, sorry, so, so. scalpel, yeah. Hey, anyone have any good love or ice wine this weekend? Cut, sorry. Again, there's no reason to say that. No, Connor, it has to be subtle. You have to go, okay, scalpel, please. All right. Oh, man, this patient's had a lot of ice wine. You know, you just got to throw it in, right? Versus you you can't force it. And then kind of glance the camera awkwardly, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Break the fourth wall. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Terrible. Anyway, that was the last thing I I shot uh, kind of uh, uh, about about a month ago or so. And... um, uh, the um yeah so that'll be out this christmas i you know and here's the thing i don't know if i don't think it was a specifically a christmas film i think it was just a hallmark film Interesting. that happens to be about ice wine i could be wrong um uh, because i was not sent the whole script or maybe i was but i don't think i didn't read the whole script um i read my can own you, oh my god film. connor can you imagine saying as the waiter the day player I need the whole script so I can get yeah, fully into character. I need the context of the whole film, please. Otherwise, I can't prepare properly. Uh, no, so I, I, I don't know. I, I Look for it in the winter, but maybe not Christmas. I don't know. That's the mystery of it. That'll be the fun part for anyone watching who wants to find this film uh, this, this year. You're just going to have to watch Hallmark every day from about October till March. Wait, are you yeah. going to watch Hallmark every day for October and March? No, because okay. they'll tell me when it's on. They'll, oh, they'll but you're not know. going to tell us. You're going to say, we have no. to watch them all? Without? No, okay. you got to work for it, for sure. Oh, that's a lot of effort. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe get a lead role, and then I'll look. But right now, I'm like, Fair. Eh. Entirely fair. You'll, that will never happen. So enjoy. Yeah, enjoy waiting for that. Um, excuse me. I see that this look, like, I see a little, like, kind of lumberjack. Yeah. I just, okay. I'll never find love. I don't know. Love is garbage. My business is in trouble. If only some 
uptight girl could come in and show me the values of the city and then we could work together and I wow. would like her. <laughs> wow. That that's you know what? Now you've really pumped my tires there. I appreciate that, Robin. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. So a sad sack lumberjack is what I could play. <laughs> uh is what you're saying. Um you say that looking at me now kind of in this, this small frame, you have to understand that I could never play a lumberjack because I have zero upper body strength and they would have to bring in like it's fake hallmark axes lumberjack. They'd have to it's bring hallmark. in those, 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 those fake foam axes for me to hold. And I'd have to look like that. And people would be like, those are obviously foam. And like, I draw, I'd just like be flinging them up in the air and looking real cool. But I could not play a lumberjack because I am a weak, sad little no, person. No, 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 you're not here. This is what happens, okay? The ax is in the wood and you hold on yes. to said ax. And then, oh, hello girl. I'm clearly busy chopping my wood. Yeah, yeah. Let me have some of my ale. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, am I a Viking too? I guess I'm just a Viking as well. Pass me that ale. Pass the grog, for okay, sure. Okay, it's in the rough stages. All right, we haven't fully... <laughs> yeah, we're just hashing out the idea. Oh, apparently, uh, Volsky, uh, you could also be a great wrestler, the sad sack lumberjack. Interesting. Yeah, but that's... A wrestler that... No, no, you were a wrestler, a famous wrestler. And now... Now you just, you gave up on the biz and you're wondering right. what do you do with your life? And this girl comes in, she wants to train little kids how to wrestle and defend themselves because they're getting bullied at school. And then, mm -hmm. I don't know, I guess I could help, whatever. Roll up Again, my sleeves. Robin, <laughs> I, I think you missed the part where I said I have zero upper body strength. Wrestlers but you, are you don't have to do anything. They never bitter. do anything. They don't actually get physical ever. There's yeah, no way. You would look at this, people, as people would look at me and immediately be like, I can't possibly believe this person was a wrestler because he literally looks like a, a stiff breeze would, would break his shoulder. Like that's how much muscle he has in his upper body. Like he is a sad, sad, weak little person. But um, that's the lovability of Hallmark. My brother suggested the name for the movie should be Down for the Count. I like that. That is good. It's Down not bad. Down for the Count is a good, and yes, Kevin, thanks Kevin. I would just run away for sure. Every scene, I just run out of the thing. People would come in, um, ask me for advice or whatever. Every scene, I just end up running away. It, they could just use the same shot of me, kind of. They just take one shot, wide shot of me running off into the distance, kind of back, maybe into the woods. Maybe we're back on the lumberjack thing now. I don't know. But they just, every time it just cuts, it doesn't matter where it is. It takes, this scene is in a school, cuts to me running away into the woods. The scene takes place. In a restaurant, doesn't matter. Cuts to me running off screen and then into the woods. Uh, I think that's probably where we end up with this. Go into the woods. Next thing you know, it's a musical. And they have Meryl Streep, Into the Woods, Lil, Anna Kendrick, whatever. Who else was in that movie? Oh, yeah, Emily I Blunt. Think they she was did, great. They yeah. did already make that. I don't think we could just remake that movie, but we could just take clips from that and, and splice yeah. it into our film, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, this is what's happening. This is a great movie pitch. This is... Well, this is, yeah, honestly, they, they, I feel like they make, um, they make a lot of these kind of Hallmark movies every year, as you know. So I say add, it, add ours to the pile. You never know. Maybe someone will get around to making it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's different. I've never seen a wrestling lumberjack. That's former wrestler lumberjack. I've never seen it. It hasn't been done. <laughs> maybe for a reason, but maybe no one's thought of it. Maybe no one. Exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of, a lot of, these films are just kind of taking two, you know, ideas like that and kind of mashing them together for sure. So in this, for example, this recent 
film was like, what if we took love and ice wine and put them together? And in our idea, it's what if we took wrestling, lumberjacks, possibly a bit of Vikings too, and put them all together? Uh, and what would happen? Again, I'm fine with it as long as they get me the light foam axes that aren't the real heavy axes and I can just chuck them around and look very cool. Yeah. That's true. We can incorporate your dog. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Hallmark he, loves a dog. Yes. He would steal hearts. He'll ste he'd steal the show for sure. Um, he, uh, I don't think he would be very obedient. You'd have to be very patient. Need a lot of takes with him for sure. He'd need a lot of takes, but he'd do his best for sure. Would you ever put your dog on camera? Would yeah. you ever, you audition your dog kind of thing? You know when they have those pet casting calls? Have you ever submitted your dog? I've, we've, I've never had him actually submitted, but I've used him in self-tapes or whatever. Uh, both <laughs> Ashley and I have for sure used him to, you know, again, up the cute factor. And just like, just like, uh, just like we were saying earlier, like they're not judging you on your uh, filmmaking, but your acting talent. Again, I don't think they're judging us on our the cuteness of the dog, but um, couldn't hurt. Couldn't yeah. hurt if the role requires a dog or a pet to be held, or even not. Even if it's a completely um, pointless prop, it's good to have in there for sure. You never know. I picture you auditioning for some kind of Avenger type serious role mm -hmm. and then trying to save the planet with a dog. Just holding him. <laughs> like just holding unnecessary. Him kind of putting his face towards the camera to be as cute as possible. Yeah, yeah definitely. For sure. I just saved him. It's exactly. not on the yeah. script, but it should be. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like scratching at me. He's like, he loves it. He loves he's appreciative. He likes it. Yeah. Put him yeah. yeah. It was, that was good. It was good. Okay. He might show up. I don't know where he is. He's around. Uh, I think he's downstairs. Um, he spends most of his days just kind of snoozing. Well, honestly, stuff, look, so. I understand. It's a union dog. I'm not paying those kind of credits. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't have the like, union money, okay? I, Fair. It's a lot. Yeah. No, he Although, does. I say that. Are you part of the union, too? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Uh, well, this You'll is. Thank you for your yeah. <laughs> getting the bill. You'll be getting uh, the voice. Well, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's, I yeah. get it. That, that was bound to happen. <laughs> Someone asked me that the other day. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just assume it's promotion, so you can do this stuff. Oh, yes. No, that's fine. It really is. This is not... Uh, I don't I, I'm getting right an actor either. credit for doing this, so... Do I'm... you? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you should definitely... Well, can you imagine how cool that would be? Just, uh, yeah, I started a podcast because I want to be part of the union, so... You host it your happens. own show. You host your own show. It. it I, I don't see why that wouldn't count. I don't know the ins and outs of union membership rules, but I say hosting your own podcast or in, interview show on Instagram live for sure should get you at least a, an apprentice credit. I don't know. I appreciate that. And actually yeah. that's, I call it a podcast. Inter you call it an interview show. I have no idea what to call it, but podcast sounded so hipster that I just started calling it that a couple yeah. shows in. It just seemed like, Oh yeah, I have a podcast. Cause why not? But it's a step higher than a podcast. Cause it's like a video podcast, right? True. Do you record this too and put it up on like iTunes? Oh, I yeah. Oh, you're going to be everywhere. You're going to be on YouTube, on Spotify, yes. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Huge day. And staying on IGTV for the people that can catch it now. You can watch it anytime. Replay. With chats with Robin. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, in that case, actually, I feel like I should send you an invoice probably. I'll have my agent get in touch. And uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of use of my face. It is. Um, so, Yeah. I mean, Maybe. but you don't really look like you're, I mean, actually, you really, you look similar. 
You really, I was nervous. When people say, I don't look like my headshot anymore. And you're one of the few people who have told me that. I can, I still know who you are. But when people don't warn me and I'm like, oh, who are you? Hello. Fair. Um, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Uh, and um, those, actually, those are relatively new headshots uh, from just before the pandemic. And since then, no, I, I, I mean, I would get a haircut if I could. I go, where am I going to go? I, you can't go get a haircut. So, um, and I'm not going to let my wife anywhere near me with scissors or I, I get that because that's I know. asking for I don't want I think that's just question I look my my husband I've never seen him with this much of a fro but mm. honestly I don't think the marriage is worth the haircut I just I don't think so it is a risk for sure it's a calc again it goes back to it's a it's like the million dollar <laughs> get thing it's like do you a yeah you can get a haircut but it might end your marriage those those are the two those are the options it's like mm, uh, uh. i mean it's like i have a permanent reader but he has a lot of hair so what's worth the yeah mm. exactly exactly you gotta again it, it's a matter of choosing your priorities and placing I value on the things that really matter to you uh to me i don't mind having long hair uh and keeping the kind of home relatively strife free. Uh, so that's, uh, that's what I'm, that's the, that's the choice I've made. That's fair. I mm -hmm. think that's a, an intelligent choice. I respect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like your blue background, by the way, is that a painted or is that a backdrop? Oh, it is uh, a backdrop that I have taped nice. on. If you can see, I've nailed and taped into the wall. So it's really fun when I get the request for a full body slate because then the illusion is ruined. Yeah. It's just I didn't get a wide enough sheet because how much wall am I supposed to have? Yeah. Down I hear you. But for yes, sure. uh, this is the color. That's this nice. Is... Do you ever blue like put in well, here... stuff behind you? Like like afterwards, like with the blue screen, do you put in like, oh, I could be in a tropical setting or whatever? Do you? Do you ever that do was that? the old film quality self tape that no one was appreciating. So. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I did that once as a joke, and that was kind of a competition versus an actual self-tape. But okay. no, I have yet to do that for a self-tape. But here's the problem. I own so much blue to uh, a point where I'm struggling like this. I found this shirt the other day, and if this was an in-person audition, I couldn't wear it. Oh, also, according to Stepher Stretch, it is nice to see you. See oh, very nice. Thank you, Steph. Uh, nice to hear, read your voice. I know it's it's odd. I know I want to say hi to everyone, but and then there's also a delay in the response on Instagram Live. Oh, that's like weird. Okay, tricky. But maybe look at you. All these wonderful people are. I'm, I don't know how many people you can. Uh, we have right now. I assume thousands. Don't tell me how many people are watching. I'm going to assume thousands. Oh um, my god, millions. Millions. That's great. Awesome. So yeah. It's, I'm 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 uh, I'm glad for sure. Steph, yeah. it's uh, we should hang out soon. Steph, let's make it happen. Once the lockdown lifts. I'll come visit. We'll come hang out in kitchen. He might do an IG live with you too. Pretty popular. Yeah, maybe. This yeah. is the only way to communicate. But see, I like to, here's the thing. Here's what I put on my guests. I realized mm -hmm. I had another story and then I got off track. I'll get back to it. But yeah. here's what I put on my guests is I think our stories are going to be so interesting that I want to record them and share them with the world. Yeah. But I also think I would watch this and I was watching so many interviews because I find people so fascinating. And there's always those stories that no one really says in an interview. And you're like, we should talk about the randomness, right? Those random stories that you're like, yeah, you, you taught someone for one class and it was so bad that they shut down that class. Interesting. Let's talk. <laughs> That's 
Yeah. Oh, the stories that humiliate me are the best ones for They're sure. Great. That's what we should be talking about. More of that. Um, uh, no, but you're right. And that's what the, a good interviewer does, Robin, right? I'm sure you have done many of these. And I'm, no doubt every time you draw out the, you know, the, the best and most insightful and vulnerable moments from your, uh, your guests. That's what I'm, you know, uh, that's thank, why thank you for being that. vulnerable and for sharing your fears of being a lead in a Hallmark movie. I did I it. Couldn't <laughs> cut it. I couldn't hack it. Ooh. But I think, you know what, here's what's going to happen. You're going to age. Okay. It oh, happens. Okay. Inevitably we get older and you're going to be that kind of lovable kook in that older, you know, when sure. they hit an age and you're like, who do we cast to be an older Hallmark lovable couple? You're yeah. like, little crazy Connor. Yep. I know. I'll be the grandpa. The, the I am the grandpa. grandpa. Yeah. Or I would happily play, it's not a Hallmark movie, but like the uh, Home Alone. I'd, I'd love to be the old scary guy in Home Alone. Like that's the best part of that movie. Well, you old... can't because he had a shovel and that's upper body strength. Oh my you God, can't. you're right. You I can't invoke shovel. that fear. Bring in the foam shovel. He can't, this guy can't physically lift the shovel. Everyone else is fine. Everyone else is lifting it. They're like, what is with this guy? He can't lift it. I'm like, bring me the foam shovel, please. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely but right. But at that point, you'll be so established, they'll do anything, right? And be like, oh, For of sure. course. Foam shovel? Yeah. Yes. Would you Let's like go. us to bring in the foam shovel? Yeah. Yes. Red M and M's and foam shovel, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. My in my rider, it'll be I can't lift. I refuse to lift anything over two pounds. Anything other than that needs to be foam, please. If it's hey, going to weigh the more. The physio in me is genuinely concerned for your health. Are you? Your dog must weigh more than two pounds. There's no way you have that little upper body strength. I'm genuinely. I'm, I'm terrified. All right. I might be exaggerating slightly for effect. I can lift the dog and have to lift him many times a day. But, um, you know, I, this I, hyperbole, there's no place for this here, sir. I think you're right. Sorry, for sure. Uh, my mistake for heightening and exaggerating for effect. Um, thank you. The uh, yeah. So if if it comes to it, once or twice a day, I could be asked to lift something more than two, three, four pounds. Um, but on a movie set, you got to do a lot of takes, a lot of reps. So uh, let's just have the foam shovel there as a backup, just in case. That's all I'm asking, as a backup. Can okay. We, can, I, okay. Can I we do that? that? I, we good? I will talk to your agent, and we will we will figure this out. We will. Thank you. Thank you. For the future Hallmark movie that I'm writing for you, apparently. Oh, can't wait. Uh, Ooh, with a dog. I really set great. the bar high. There's a lot of stuff going on. Wait, aren't you a writer? Didn't you write a story that won something? <laughs> like, didn't I read something that you wrote you that writing, was disturbing? You you did something somewhere? I don't know. Didn't you do a thing? Tell them about the thing you did that did something. Um, uh, I, You're I'm, good at interview skills. This is research. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're really in-depth here. I heard you did something once. Tell me about that. Uh, uh, I haven't really... No, I've not won anything, per se. I came... I, I do write stories as well. I write fiction um and uh last last summer i came like fifth in a contest that's about it that's, that's okay it was, oh, out out of, a lot of it was out of five okay got it uh. yeah yeah top five that's that's it but it was nice it's the first time i've ever done anything like that so um but thank you for bringing that up my fifth place uh finish in a writing contest uh but uh yeah so um i am uh, obviously a uh, high, highly successful everything I, I undertake. Uh, Obviously. Yes. 
I, I wanted to do another shout out. I think I see Lisa Merchant that just joined oh, and she was yeah. also another one of my second city instructors mm -hmm. and her class continued online as well. So Connor, all these other teachers that figured out the magic of online teaching. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lisa would figure it out. Lisa's great. She was one of my teachers as well. Um, uh, going back way, way back into the day in, into the, the myths of time. Um, and Lisa, I would never say anything bad about Lisa. Kara Griffin, yes, I'd say lots of bad things about him. But Lisa's great. So um, yes, she, of course, would figure out how to, to teach improv over Zoom of online. And no one would leave her class. Not, again, unlike, as you keep bringing up, unlike the class that we had briefly. It uh, was, hey, impactful. I'm saying it was impactful enough. I'm like, this guy's funny. He gets my humor. Let's chat. So yeah, there you go. For sure, exactly. If nothing else, we uh, that one you know brief two and a half three hours or so of of awkward online improv teaching led to this very productive conversation. Magical, it's a yeah. magical conversation. Magical Were conversation. you a high school valedictorian or is that a joke? No, I was. I was my high school valedictorian. Whoa! That, that was my this is biographer actually. Where well. are they now? This is if anyone from your high school, what happened to Connor the valedictorian? Steph didn't go to my high school. Look, it's a long story. Steph's an old friend. We worked together at camp. Um, she's married to one of my bestest old friends. Uh, and um, I was valedictorian at my high school, which Steph didn't go to. But, um, was, but you're famous you know, enough that people we, know. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Valedictorian is on an Instagram live right now. Guys, everyone come. Everyone watch. Yeah. Oh, uh, my speech was brilliant, too. Very, very good. So much so that this is actually true. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, I was asked to come and do the speech, like the commencement speech at my high school. Like someone reached out, was like, oh, I hear you're doing, I hear you've done Second City, you need to be an actor, do comedy, stuff like that. Do you want to come and give like the graduation speech? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. Uh, and it was... Um, uh it was fun it was weird but it was it was very entertaining and uh, some of the teachers this is gonna uh sound weird but some of the teachers were still there from when i was there they came up and they're like your valedictorian speech was really fun we can't wait to hear what your your speech tonight we're really looking forward to it again this sounds like i'm bragging i'm not because it's kind of um embarrassing because i did it's like my speech and i had a good time and it was fine and then afterwards the the, the teachers came up and were like yeah that was that was good it's nice thanks for coming because uh, clearly not as they were expecting more or something. I'd let them down. They're like, that's nice to see you. Bye. Thank you. No, rookie move. You got to set the bar low. So I anything you do after that, right? That's I why I intentionally low. audition terribly. Because when it's a good audition, like, oh, wow, she can act. She's improved. Yeah. 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 Right. You got to sit really low. The other thing if, you're high, if you bombed your valedictorian speech in high school, you'd be like, whoa. Connor learned to speak. Look at him. He's <laughs> yeah. growing up so fast. And then tears. Everyone's crying. Like, I That's didn't think anything would come of him. And, yeah. You're absolutely right. You're, you're totally right. The, the approach to that should be to lower expectations first. Uh, and then, you know, set you the bar so low in high that school. You, can, you just soar over it when the time Your comes. Your speech totally peaked in high school. That's so sad. This is a live, oh, I'm sorry, God. I peaked, That's... I definitely peaked in high school for sure. It's been downhill ever since. Um, I but think I you're doing get, okay. Look, oh my gosh, it's, it's, uh, it's right there. I can almost grab it, but I got a free, they, my high school uh, for doing this gave me a little gift bag, whatever, including uh, like you a, should a, grab a it. very we... comfortable hoodie. 
Um, here, I'll grab it. Hold on one sec. It's right here. Yeah. Oh, we do. On. We do a lot of movement. Remember the yeah. pictures I grabbed that I go. never shared? Yeah. Here we go. Look at this. This is a nice sweater I got from my high school. Oh, come here. Okay, come on. There we go. Look at that. Yeah. Oh. John Diefenbaker Secondary School in uh, okay. senior school and is what it's called now. It's called secondary school when I was there. We're the, called the Trojans. Can you see that? It's backwards, isn't it? Is it backwards? It is, uh, but I did see the Trojan Get the character. mirror out. Get your mirrors out, everybody, and I... hold it in front and reflect it back so you can see it, you can read it. But uh, so I got a free uh, sweater out of it. So it wasn't a, a total loss, Robin. It was a, a nice uh, purple. Day. Thank you. Yes, purple and white. Uh, Plus anything with a Trojan on it is comedy gold, right? I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. oh, for sure. Immaturity. Uh, and that school is gone now. A little more history for you. Uh, I think it's been knocked over and a new one has been built. So it doesn't even that exist happens. anymore. That happens to mine too, I feel yeah. It's so weird when everything from your childhood is demolished and you go, but I mm. used to do stuff there. Oh, well. Although mine was kind of decrepit to begin with. So it's probably for the better. Ours was pretty old, yes. I mean, uh, one of those classic kind of old small town high schools that probably had all sorts of asbestos and mold and that stuff in the walls. Um, so it was definitely high time for it to go, for sure. But I was glad to go back and, and see it one more time and, uh, you know, cement my legacy as a mediocre speaker, for sure. <laughs> but I love how you're saying that because I can, you know, when you try your best, but you know when people, it didn't resonate with people the way you wanted it to. And it's that awkward, they come up to you because they feel they have to, you know, like, good job. Yeah. And you know it's not a good job and you know they didn't like it. And you just, that that feeling is so, oh, it's, that's the descriptor is, oh. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was fun. It was a lovely time. I uh, had a good time. The other thing that was very funny was, um, that, that happened was the teacher who reached out to me uh, was one of these teachers that I got along really well with and was kind of friendly with afterwards a little bit. So she was like, tell me what, what you've been up to. It's been like, gosh, it, it was been almost 20 years. It'd, it'd been like 16, 17 years. So I wrote her this kind of email back saying, oh, I did this and I did this and I did this. Like, this is what my life has been. And then like on the day, they basically used that email word for word as like my bio or my intro at the speech that the, the guy introduced me was like, so Connor did this. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't, no, don't tell them everything. Don't tell them all that. They don't need to know about these things. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. At least yeah. you can go back to the second city building, which is demolished. Oh God. Ooh. Yeah, you're right, Pat. It's, um, yep. That, Boy, every, nothing, nothing lasts, right? Nothing. Did you nothing do a, a farewell to the second city? Did you go in, get your free no. stuff? Okay. No, I Either. didn't. Okay. I don't remember the last, I mean, the last time I was in that building would have been uh, just kind of for the holiday show, the last holiday show that I directed uh, with the tour co. And, um, but I would, if I had known it was my last time there, obviously I would have stolen something. For sure. Obviously. But uh, did, did not get a chance to go see it. But that's okay. I'm not actually too, you know, obviously I have wonderful memories from there and uh, I cherish all my time there. But I, I don't feel terribly, you know, I'm not a type that gets super nostalgic about stuff like that. So it, that's fine. Um, you know, I got lots of stuff to remember my time uh, at Second City for sure. Okay. Uh, so that that's okay. I'm all right with that. Well, I just, I remember the people in my conservatory class were getting mugs and random water bottles and I thought yeah. it just seemed like way too far away for me to go and get a water bottle so I was totally. okay 
yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, and it was also, they were only going in one or two at a time, at least for the people in my class. I'm like, oh, but I don't know. But I'm glad they got what they wanted to out of it. But yeah, I mean, they'll build it again and the community will come. You know, yeah. if you build it, they will come. New so memories. it'll be the same thing, yeah. A, same, a, a new place a for memories and yes, uh, a new generation of uh, comedians and people to go and make their own, yeah, make, make their there, own memories there. Did you ever teach, there was one classroom I was in, it wasn't by a window and there was very little ventilation and I can't remember the number. Have you ever taught in that really small, awkward, no ventilation class? Uh, uh, yes, I think so. I think that was stu maybe Studio 4, the, I don't know. Um, the, uh, the old training center, did you ever take classes at the old training center before they moved above? Uh, I was only at the Mercer Street one. Okay, nice. Well, yeah, this I is before my time. Okay. Nice, nice. That's okay. Um, you know what? The I always and there's nothing wrong with the, the, those studios. They were great. Yes, some of them were extra hot, and some of them were extra it's cold. Just, it's hot. I like to move when I improv. I'm like, yeah. Oh, the Schwitz is real. I got so very yiddish. What we're hoping for this new wherever the new school ends up is just balanced temperature, right? That's what we're saying. We just want a uniform temperature across all the the uh, studios, please. Uh, for the students' sake, yes, because you don't want to get too sweaty. You don't want to be freezing cold. You want a nice, improvisers were very particular. We need it to be specific, like 19 degrees, exactly. No more, no less. Is that too much like you're very ask? serious. Is it actually 19? Is that the optimal improvising <laughs> temperature? That was very convincing. I, love, I, I think it is now, it has to be. Um, 19 degrees. I, I'm going to say okay. yes, specifically 19 degrees, because once you get up into the 20s, it gets too oh, hot. A little lower hot. than that, though, and it becomes like a brisk kind of spring day. You don't want that. You want something comfortable. Um, you're not going to sweat too much, but you're also not going to be like, need to cover up. So I think, yeah, let's say the perfect temperature to improvise at is 19 degrees. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I, I see you being the temperature monitor going into every room who yeah. starts the thermostat kind of person. Yes, for sure. That'll be my job. I won't be allowed to teach, obviously, because of my disastrous class with you. Oh, um, terrible. Terrible and, feedback. Uh, <laughs> so I'll be the guy, the, the temperature inspector. I've got the clipboard, the hard hat, kind of the reflective vest, and I'll go in, make sure, take a note, kind of hold up my little bit of this, kind of, yeah, kind of that. Just yeah, you got to pick up the quality. carpet. Yeah, you just yeah. gotta try and like throw stuff up in the air. Where does the where does the air flow? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Go kind of hold my hand near the vent. Yeah, take air samples for sure. I'll have a little mm -hmm. lab set up Good. in the like one you know in the in the space. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'd love to fulfill that role. That'd be a great job. Air quality. I'm glad that you you knew that you needed the reflective vest. That was essential yeah. too. Safety first. Safety first for sure people wouldn't normally see you so it's good that you have the reflective exactly. vest on in the classroom where people are that's exactly. great exactly uh, exactly exactly so people would know and i'll bring little like uh, the pylons too i'd set up pylons around the, the the thermostat when i'm standing in it so people would know not to park there uh yeah there's lots yeah again not to park <laughs> I I oddly see you, I see all the thermostats being hooked up to one room and that is your room. And you just have mm -hmm. this, you, you have this giant computer system in front of you. You're sitting there and you're petting, it's a cat. You can't pet the dog, it's weird. And you're petting this cat all menacing, like 
Yeah. I'm going to make it 18 degrees. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I have monitors of all the studios for sure. And to see how they react, oh. right? And do their little science experiments. Exactly. Hmm. Let's see how the, yeah, let's see how the They look a little too comfortable. Like this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For sure. Or I see like, you know, I see someone, a student go up and like adjust the thermostat and I'm like code red, code red. And then like people like rappel through the window and like smash through Navy SEAL style to kind of get in. I have a team, uh, I have a team of commandos at my disposal for sure. Obviously. Uh, obviously to kind of go Wait, in. And... But you have to make sure you properly vet them. So there's a whole training process for that. Yeah, obviously they need to, first of all, be able to, uh, know what temperature a room is just by walking into it um yeah. for sure just exactly not even exactly they can't see the number they have to feel it it's in their bones exactly it's like people with perfect pitch right mm -hmm. uh you know they can just snap off of a, a b a b flat without even thinking about it same thing same still they need to innately be able to know what temperature a room is uh obviously hand-to-hand -hand combat important um for sure yeah. for taking down students who get in no doubt. who go near the thermostat and uh other than that, though, I, I, you know, just kind of a love for the work, I think. Uh, passion. Yeah. Passion, passion you need the passion. Working. Most jobs are 90% passion, right? That's, you know, work is uh, work. It doesn't feel like work if you love what you're doing. So plus have they to have love... to be willing to work for free because there's no way they're getting paid. That's also true. Yeah, no, they yeah. don't. It's volunteer. It's an intern. It is 100% volunteer. Yeah, it's, it's a passion project. Sure. It's a <laughs> Oh, that'd be a good job. I would take that for sure. Yeah. Some people like to teach. Uh, you like to control the temperature. That's those who can't do teach, those who can't teach are in charge of the thermostats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I'm gonna have to quote you on that one for something I promote. Uh, Please. Very funny. Yeah, anytime. Use that control as a quote. Put the my poster thermostat. up, my headshot, and say, those who can't do teach, those who can't teach, are in charge of the thermostats. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to insult people that are actually in charge of a thermostat, but yes, there is something very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what, I've, if we haven't offended anyone yet, that's great. I'm okay yeah. with offending whoever's in charge of the thermostats. I assume maybe, you know, maybe not though. I assume that's like the janitorial staff and the maintenance staff. And those are hard workers. I'm not here to, I'm not here to tear them down for sure. Uh, but you know what, teachers. I almost think that you'd be taking a, like an annoying job away from them. No one cares about the thermostat. Except for the people in the classroom, right? You get, yeah. so yeah, I think you'd be doing them a favor. I think you're right. I think I'm just, uh, you know, they can get to the more important work of changing out the garbage bags, cleaning the bathrooms, whatever. It's insane how much garbage that we go through as a species. That's just a sidebar comment. Looking oh, the other day, because I just see all these, I'm like, how? But then I, I see my garbage, I'm like, how, why? This is fascinating. Robin, tangent. Okay. Robin, we just throw it in the ocean. It's fine. It just goes oh, in the ocean. Like, true. What's a big deal? I don't understand. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's there for. The care of it, right? The yeah, they the figure it out. It just breaks down in the ocean. I don't know the 100%. science behind it, but as far as I'm concerned, we can just throw all our plastic in the ocean and it'll be... Yeah. Fine. Yeah. No, you're right. It's oh, why was I worried? It's so weird. Okay. It's horrifying for sure. Uh, it's like just knowing the amount of waste that like our household and in our house in my house here there's like three different apartments so we have one of the bigger garbage bins you know what i mean outside uh but still we fill that sucker up every time i don't know how and we try to recycle as much as we can and we're getting a worm farm very excited about that 
you know what a what? worm farm is? I just assume it's worms. Oh, wait, does Correct. it eat your compost? Yes, it does. You get worms. You get this is great, people. You got to do oh. this. I uh, haven't got it yet. Excited. Going to build it myself. You get a couple bins. Uh, you drill holes in, in, the, in one bin. You get, you get the two bins that kind of fit into each other, right? To get two of the same bin that stack. Okay. Uh, and then you put, yeah, your garbage, your uh, compost, your food waste is what you put in there. No meat, no oil, no, uh, no eggs, but like vegetable and fruit waste. You put in there your tea bags or coffee grounds and you get some worms and the worms eat it and then they poo. And the worm poo is like the best fertilizer you'll ever see. It's like they, they literally call it black gold. Uh, in the gardening community. So get yourself a worm farm. A, you'll get rid of your compost fast and your plants, your house plants, your outdoor plants will thank you for it. So um, I'm very excited I, to go get uh, my worms. Can't wait to have worms. I have so many thoughts. And they're I'm so easy. Just... Problem, they're so easy. You build me some yep. 30 bucks. Okay, here, you say that, but I am so clumsy that day one, the worms would be all over the ground. And then I just have this gold, whatever, whatever you called it, everywhere. And then I have to keep getting more worms. And then there's also compost everywhere because they haven't fully digested the food. It's, ugh, it's well, not going to work for me. You're forgetting the important step of getting a bin for them to be in. I, I think you missed I that. I will still, somehow it will end up on the ground. I guarantee. I don't know how. That is a skill in and of itself. But mm -hmm. it's, you were very passionate. So I don't want to, I don't want to. I'm excited about this project. This. I actually think it's, it really is a decent idea. Mm -hmm. Just to me, I, I have a couple questions. So you sure. put the compost in and then you cover it so you can't smell it and the worms digest accordingly. Or what's the smell situation? Uh, I think the idea is you, the, you cover the bin, obviously you put holes in the lid, but the worms like it dark, right? So you, uh, you, you put them in the bin, you put newspaper in it to give them like the sensation of earth. You shred it, you, you wet it down. Um, I think, you know, if you left it in the middle of your living room floor, you might smell it, but like tuck it away under your sink or even keep it out in the summer. You keep it out in the shed or the garage or maybe on your balcony if you're in a condo or whatever. I um, have none of those things. Thank you for pointing that well, out. <laughs> that's a different discussion about the housing situation in our city, but, uh, uh, there may be a smell. You may end up with a smell, but it would not be bad. There's not, it's not a lot, right? They don't produce like, uh, Wait, how many worms do you need? Seven? You get like a pound, you get like a pound of worms and a pound of worms can go through like a pound of food in a couple of days. They go. And then, oh wait, so that is, that is their life. The worms, yeah. their life is to just keep eating your stuff excreting yeah. accordingly what do, you, what do you think worms do in in nature robin what do you think they're up to down there i have not i apologize like... to the worm community i have given it very little thought except the other day i saw a bird eating a worm physically pulling it from the ground cool. it was terrifying that bird was aggressive but it was also a robin bird so i'm kind of like way to go fellow Makes robin sense. it was an odd sense of pride but confusion it was weird. I don't think the worms are suffering under in their in their worm farm. I think, in fact, I think they're loving it. Like every couple of days, every day, some faceless god drops in a pound of food for them to eat. Of course, you're a faceless god. What else would you be? Yeah, obviously, so I'm a benevolent god to them. I put their food in the thing. They go eat it, and like a day later, another pound of food shows up. It's like they never they they're living the best life. All they're doing what? Is Ooh. What if the worms have an eating disorder? Backfires. 
I mean, there's only so much I can do to take care of these worms. So like, uh, hopefully one of them is a therapist or has some insight into worm mental health and can get them, you know, can, can, can be in some sort of therapy session for them. But honestly, if they're not eating, if, if they're not eating what I'm putting down there, it's probably my fault. I'm putting on the wrong food. It's up to me to find the right food. So, but well, yeah, okay. I, I would hope that, um, I would hope that the worms would just appreciate what's been given them and just go to town. I mean, I, I hope so too. I do they eat the apple core, the seeds? I think they eat. Yeah, I I don't know. I think they eat whatever they they want. Uh, I don't know how I, I don't know how much they fully consume. I think they just eat it all. It just sounds like you haven't fully researched this because you're no. not answering all my questions. The and one thing, as one per thing. usual, I am disappointed and I'm just unimpressed. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what? Get Kerry Griffin in here. He'll tell you all about worms, I'm sure. You can ask him uh, all about this worms. Is the, I'm okay to never have a worm discussion on my Instagram live again. I'm very okay with that. This, this has been, you were saying it, you were excited, mm -hmm. and then I kept asking questions. That's on me. But I'm also, I'm intrigued and grossed out at the same time. It's a very weird feeling I have right now. What's great, too, is uh, you, so you collect the worm, like, uh, poo. Which is oh, good. Great We're still talking about worms. Great. Yeah, yeah, but also, oh, this is great. Keep drinking while I say this. Uh, you collect their pee as well because um, it drains. The reason you have two is you drill holes in one and put a brick in the other one so it sits up, you know, this high out of the one, one container sits up out of, out of the other. So it drains through. Uh, and in the, the bottom container collects the liquid that they, they give off, uh, which itself is also not just the, not just the, the physical kind of um, dark, deep kind of black uh, fertilizer, but their, their pee as well is uh, very good for, you know, you just go, you kind of spritz that onto your, your plants or whatever. It's very good fertilizer. So uh, just douse all your plants in worm pee and poo and life is good. I'm telling you. And you mock now, but no, I'm not. I, I'm smiling because I'm rewriting your Hallmark movie to be a worm farmer. Yes, great. Okay, I'm that's, that's, I, that's all. I'm I hearing play. this, and I'm hearing your passion and your knowledge. I'm like, this is what it needs. We're going to have an environmentally friendly Connor Love find someone that hates the environment, and they're going to somehow make it work. That's yep. what it needed. Ooh, nice. That's why we kept having the discussions. We figured it out. We figured it out. That was helpful. Yeah. You know what's so is. funny? I oh, go ahead. No, I'm just addressing one of the chat the questions. We're talking about worm farms and how very good they are for your gardens and the compost they create are very, uh, is the best compost you could possibly have. So everyone out there, get yourself a worm farm. You know, it doesn't have to be big. Get like, you can get a little shoebox size one. They don't have to be big. Uh, and put a few worms in there. You'll thank me. Your, and your, your garden will thank me for sure. Uh, window Chats with Robin is not held liable for any poorly performed worm farms. Yeah, this is on Connor. Yeah, if worm if your worms don't uh do what you want them to do, it is window chats with Robin's fault. Just contact oh Robin and she'll take the full blame. All right. Well that that was great. Thank you. You know what's amazing? I brought you on because I legitimately was fascinated by your bio and I don't even know what we started talking about. I don't even know how we got here but it's been over an hour and I did want to talk about your second city experience sure. in okay. a positive way. If that's yeah. okay. I just oh, don't know yeah. what your day is. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about why you bring value to the world other than your worm compost compassion mm -hmm. uh, and your valedictorian days, but let's yeah. move on from there. Uh, yeah. 
but I was I was intrigued because so many people you've directed so many shows at Second City at least it sounded to me like more than one so that's a lot well, <laughs> I I uh at Second City I I wrote and performed in three main stage shows and then after that I directed the touring company for a little bit so, so I, wait why did you switch from performing to directing well, that's kind of the, the route you often go there. So oh, you kind of come up as a performer. Um, and then once you, not everybody uh, goes on to direct. A lot of people, um, uh, it's not for everyone. But um, I was always interested in that. So after I uh, finished my time as a performer there, I taught for a little while uh, at the school. And, and eventually, uh, when the touring company was looking for a new director, I expressed interest and was chosen to do that. So um, uh, it was great. And getting to work, uh, I was great, fortunate to work with a bunch of great cast and great people. Um, had a wonderful time. Uh, and the fun thing about the touring company is the show is, is turning over constantly. And uh, it's a bit, you know, with the main stage show, the director comes in, you put the show together, and then the show runs and the director is their job is done uh with the touring company the directing job is never really finished you're always looking for new scenes for them to do um you're always honing the scenes that you have and putting the new show kind of upcoming show together so once you finish the holiday show you're on to working on the valentine's day show and once the valentine's day show is over you start working on the spring summer show it's great so it was a really wonderful uh experience learned a lot worked a lot with a lot of great people for sure that was a very professional response. I don't know why I, know. I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, wait. Were you expecting me to be like, eh, I just went in and brought worms and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I'm, like, oh, yes, I'm very serious all the time. Come on. I care about my craft. So, yes, it's all about the craft. Of course, of course. <laughs> actual question, because I'm always curious about this, yep. as opposed to my other ones that weren't actual questions. Mm -hmm. But I like to call myself out on weird things that I say. But how was the audition process to get onto main stage? Uh, the second city audition process is um, not easy. It's um, it's an, an, an improv audition, obviously. Uh, so, but do you I, remember your specific like, what you did? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I do. I auditioned three times before I got anywhere at Second City, and um, three times the charm. Third time was the charm. And I think, I don't know, I, I would be curious to know, you can ask other um, alums this, I'd have them many times they audition, but uh, I think that's about average. I know actually my wife actually auditioned once before she got hired to do stuff. So she's better than me, obviously. Um, so you audition and then it's a group audition with a bunch of other people. Uh, and it's so, it's tough because you know, you, First of all, as improvisers, we're always taught, of course, that we're the best improvisers make other people look good. So in the uh, in the audition, you want to make yourself look good by making others look good, but you also want to make sure you're uh, showing them what you can do and your strengths. So you have to balance that. And it does kind of, you know, it doesn't make or break on uh, who you're paired up with or who you're improvising with, because I've sat in on, you know, auditions and kind of watched auditions and, you know, you can tell when um, someone has been held back by their scene partner or deserves another chance, that sort of thing to be seen. Uh, so it, it's hard and it's stressful and you get one shot basically to come in and, and do this. Uh, and then there's a round of callbacks and the, the callbacks are even kind of more strenuous because you're, um, you do some more improv, but you're also asked to very quickly 
um, prepare a scene, an archive scene. You're kind of given a script and you um, work on it. You're not expected to be off book or anything like that, but you uh, work on the scene and then you put it up um, in the right in in the audition over the course of 45 minutes or whatever. So it's not easy at all. It's uh, it's a uh, fairly um, intensive process, uh, but it's great and rewarding and fun. And uh, I remember the scene that I did in my callback uh, was, oh, what's it called? Oh no, I forget the actual title of it. It's with Lauren Ashton on it. It's with, maybe if Jan is still there, Jan, do you remember the title of this scene? Uh, with uh, on plays the doctor and Lauren is the uh, patient coming in to get pills. It might be called pills or doctor or uh, I forget. Anyway, it's a great scene. Um, uh, basically about medicine and she doesn't want to take modern medicine and he uh, makes fun of her for being a hippie and that sort of thing. So it's a classic archive scene with Lauren Ash and Anand Rajam and it uh, it went well. My scene partner uh, and I knocked it out of the park except now I can't remember who my scene partner was and that's bad but that's okay. No um, I, I'm smiling too because as you're saying that's what the archive sketch was or scene was i thinking i barely certain i wrote something like that in con i thought i love how the ideas are always there and everyone has that dr pills oh, it's called you. dr pills that's yeah. funny oh that's yeah. a funny name look like the the one thing you learn at second city is uh and in sketch writing is you know um to a degree there are there are no new ideas or at least the, you know there are ideas that we return to there are setups and tropes and relationships and scenarios we return to uh and it's just a matter of finding your unique take on that so even if a scene resonates with you uh and that's a note we get all the time at second city writing these shows is like mm, is this a little too much like this scene maybe on one hand who cares because often the case is like that scene was 10 years ago who cares like no one no one it's fine do do the scene um but also it's just a matter of finding your own pov on it your own kind of uh tilt uh to the idea um and then you're off and running so don't worry robin pursue that idea pursue that <sighs> pursue okay it. i was i was like oh no i stole an idea but no it, i think it probably uh it you was probably it. better it was probably better that's what I oh that, yes for sure yeah <laughs> there was a worm in it so yeah oh then i like it better already yeah, it was edible worms instead of pills. That's oh, how you, great, it's great actually stuff. the worms degrade all the garbage in your body. I'm and already, it's sure. the new oh, nice. green well, the tea caffeine you're... pill. Yeah, yeah, you, your body is where the worm lives. Genius. God, Genius. I hate this sketch already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop with that one. This is why pitch, okay, pitching a sketch is a nightmare to me because in my head, I'm like, I, I just write it. Like I have mm. to write it out and see it. So how do you pitch something? I are you a, have you mastered the art of the pitch? It's tricky. I don't think I I don't know if I've mastered it, but um, uh, you have to be able to distill your idea down into uh, you know a sentence or two that gets the the um, basically the platform and the tilt uh, in you know into the world. Uh, so it, that can be tricky. Uh, but a good way to practice is. Uh, on movies and TV shows um, that you know and like, and just trying to write the write the what's the premise in two sentences of Star Wars or uh, of I don't know whatever Avengers or Bridgerton or whatever the or the Queen's Gambit the other cool shows that I don't know that the shows the kids are watching these days, um, but uh, yeah yeah you, everyone's watching you... the Queen's Gambit all the cool kids 
Yeah, actually, sure. it was really good. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. Got to get to it. Yeah. Uh, don't no spoilers. Um, the, uh, so yeah, uh, she plays chess. It is hard, okay. Robin, for sure. It's not an easy thing, and even into touring company, and even on main stage, people sometimes have trouble distilling their ideas down so it's clear to the director and your castmates what you envision the scene to be. Um, uh, so, did you ever write? Is there one that you were super? Because you said you were you wrote shows. Is there certain sketches that always resonate with you? You're like, oh, this one will stand the test of time. It is just so good and I'm brilliant. Or is that kind of just all your work? You're just brilliant. <laughs> I have a few that I remember and I just want to mention that there's a cameo happening here. Finally, ah. there he is. Yeah, you did it. Okay. Um, now this chat is cute. There you there go. We go. Now it's finally worth it. Everyone's going to tune in for this. Oh, yeah, big yawn. Okay. Um, so... Uh, I have a few of my favorites that I, I did. Um, I think maybe the sketch that I am most proud of, or one of them anyway, was a sketch called Etobicoke in my second show that was about Rob Ford um, without ever mentioning Rob Ford, which was a fun scene that I did with uh, my castmate Craig Brown. Um, and it was about a guy, the premise was, oh, see. It's <laughs> see hard. Okay. Distill it down into a thing. Um, a... Uh, 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 a resident of Etobicoke threatens um, to reelect Rob Ford if uh, his friend doesn't move to the suburbs with him. That's basically the premise of the, the scene. So, it, but it was played out kind of in a horror thriller genre where the twist was we we were friends at the at the off the top, but then I threatened him to uh, that we in Etobicoke would reelect Rob Ford if our demands weren't met basically. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a very fun scene and it was the first scene out of, out of the gate in the show. It got our satire out of the way early. And um, yeah, it was a very fun scene. It was a fun scene too, because uh, it was very of the moment. So it's a scene that hasn't really, you know, lived on much in touring company or in other places because, you know, Rob Ford isn't mayor anymore and he's actually dead. Um, yeah. You might be able to adapt it for Doug Ford, I suppose, but um, the uh, the idea that it was kind of very of the moment was appealing to and kind of could only exist at that point in time. That is, I mean, also opening the show, that's a lot of pressure. That's that opening. I mean, I either like the show or hate it after I watched that first one. I'd be like, can hmm. be. Yeah. And I actually remember, um, being uncertain, our director, Chris Earl, was really convinced it was a great way to open a show. And I was like, oh, maybe we should drop down a slot or two just to, because we're hitting them pretty hard with kind of a high, it's not super high concept, but it was a bit of a, you know, you have to pay attention to the scene to kind of get what's going on. Because again, it's about Rob Ford without ever mentioning him. Um, but he was right. And the opening the show, you want to get some, some smarts in early. Uh, in a second city show because that gives you license later in the show to be as dumb as you want. If you show them that you're smart and can do satire and be fun and, and be, uh, you know, insightful, that gives you license later to basically, I'm serious, you can do, you can get away with more if you show them early that you're smart. I swear um, we're smart, but here are the other. Well, it's like here, we've shown you the smart stuff. We, we, can, we, you know, we've shown you our satire chops and now here's a scene about some silliness for sure. It's funny uh, because I think this chat started in reverse. Here's all the silly, 
But now let's get one hundred percent. Maybe I should have opened with the smarts. Uh, You're absolutely this is right. We've good discussion. If I was making the running order of this uh, interview, I would flip it for sure. I would yeah. make yeah. yeah. Start with the the second city chats and then move on to Worm Farms and uh, Lumberjack <laughs> Hallmark movies. Obviously, sure. end off with the lumber. Uh, that's yeah. no, no. Now the Worm Farm Hallmark lead with a heart. Yes, it all comes Whatever together the, for yeah. sure. That would be the it's, callback. That'd be the the final scene where all the scenes kind of come together. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but can I ask when when you did the touring company? Oh, mm -hmm. maybe this is the art. Okay. Uh, I wear this shirt. This is an overshare. Um, there's holes in the sleeves, but I audition with it because no one knows that. And I was yeah. raising my arm, and I thought, is this the arm with the hole? I don't know. Didn't uh, see any holes. No. But okay. Then maybe it it's the other side. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, you know my secret. This is. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, no one watches the stuff. But I, uh, <laughs> when you're when you're touring, do from from a person that likes to know where they're staying on a daily basis, like how does how does the accommodation work? I, I like it... your question about the touring company. It's not like what's that process like? What's it like? You know, working no. in the archives. It's like what's that? What are the hotels like? Yes. Um, <laughs> the, I, the, These are the touring, important questions. Okay. The touring life is great. The touring life is brilliant. Uh, the, the touring company, unfortunately, at Second City doesn't do as much touring as it used to. Uh, at least when I was there, we all, I only did a couple overnight trips. Um, uh, but it's always fun. You get put up in hotels. I don't, okay. They're nice. They're not. All right. Now I'll consider auditioning. Thank you. Yes, okay. it's worth it for sure. No, they put you up in, in, in you know, decent places. And, uh, you know, they're just they're just party times for sure. You go and you hang out with your cast after the show and it's great. Um, and actually when I was directing there after I'd long left the touring company, cause I did the, I performed the touring company before main stage. Uh, they started doing more tours. So there, I think the touring company is picking up again, as far as touring goes, um, at least it had when it was a thing that was, and will be again after this pandemic is over. Um, so that's exciting. So uh, I was happy for them to get to kind of go and see some more of the country that I got to see. I think when I was in touring company, we stayed over once in Ottawa and once in Windsor. So both ends of the province. Uh, oh, and in Elliott Lake. We went up to Elliott Lake. Uh, that was also very fun. So I actually don't know where that is. Again, but... that's north. That's north. So we did kind of we did the, the triangle. Um, and triangle. Uh, it uh, so those trips are always fun and worth it you go blow off some steam and hang out with each other and do dumb bits and yeah it's great well it's just funny at the end because you finish the show and then you get together as a group and it's so funny because in my mind it's like maybe i should rest and keep all my jokes for the next show but if anything i think the comedy is so much better after the show and the things that you would come up with so that's just it is non-stop it, right it's not writing whenever i uh direct or coach troop uh I always encourage them to hang out, you know, go to the bar, have wings, have some drinks, hang out with your uh, castmates because that's okay, you're for saying sure have the... wings and have drinks. Yeah. What about the people that are vegan? And what about the people that don't drink? That is never... rude and inconsiderate. And I'm offended for those people. Thank you. Finally, I've offended you. It's about time. Um, uh, obviously, I would never coach a vegan or someone who did drink. So that's not a reply to me. Uh, no, that's I'm... why no one continued with your class because you yeah. were just like really not open minded. Offended so. by me. Um, no, the point is you hang out wherever you want with your uh, castmates because that again is where the bits happen you do your you know everyone has their jokes 
And you'd be surprised how many actual kind of characters can arise from that um, or uh, premises. So yeah, it's um, that's that was always a highlight for sure, hanging out afterwards and having a good time and yeah. Great. You got a shout out from Susie Q that you're awesome or the best. What was it? Oh, you are the best Susie. in quotation. That Sue is Ashley's grandmother. So thank you, Sue. Love oh. you very much. Um, uh, I, I wish I was in the lead in more Hallmark movies. That would be great. Um, so if anyone has Have you there, ever done anything with Ashley? Have I ever done anything with her? Like on camera wise. No. Oh, oh my God. Connor, this we, is a kid's show. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not a kid's show. We've done everything. Uh, we've okay. done a couple of shorts together, short films. Um, but we've never been cast in like a commercial together or a film together. Uh, not just through auditioning. Over the course of this last summer and over the course of this pandemic, they were auditioning a lot more couples, right? Um, bubbled couples. So we auditioned a bunch of times um, for various things, but we never ended up, but got on hold for a couple of things, never booked them. Um, so we saw... Uh, I don't think either of them are watching, but um, Shargel and Nadine uh, booked most of the spots that we went out for. So thanks a lot, guys. Nadine and Shargel. Uh, you guys, such an attractive couple. That's the problem. We're not attractive as them. Ash, let me just, let me change if that. Ash anything. Uh, You're bringing I, her I, down. I that's what's up. happening. You're bringing her down. Yeah. That's why, you know what? Sets. They pair you. I love who they pair me with. I'm like, huh, cool. This is an option for me. Noted, hubby. No. 100% true. I definitely bring the couple, the attractiveness level of our couple. You should hold your yeah. dog in front of your face. You're right. Like, this is 100%. me, I swear. Uh. For sure. I would get cast immediately. So we actually haven't booked anything together. Uh, someday we will, hopefully. But we perform together a lot. We perform in sketch troupe and improv troupe together. Uh, we did, um, yeah, we did conservatory together. That's where we met. So... Uh, there's lots of, uh, yeah, lots of performing history with us, for sure. That's very cute. Mm -hmm. It's great. All right. I've taken up a lot of your time, sir. I apologize because All I'm right. Canadian. But if there's any final words. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so funny. I'm looking. I'm like, no, that's just a gist of. But uh, I did sketch you. This is oh, what you look fair. like. Oh, that's yeah. uncanny. Wow. It's, it's actually, it's so weird. The tail is just on point you really captured so, my tail for sure you did capture really my tail. did definitely uh, that was just i forgot that was <laughs> we mentioned it i'm like why is that there yes that right. was in the beginning of our discussion many many yes many topics ago but this was a lot of fun thank you for having me and i'll Thanks come so back much. anytime and if like anything if carrie says about me like just give me a chance to come in and rebut anything that carrie says that'd be great i think that could be really funny because they you can have four people in this but sometimes mm. the audio is a little uh oh, yeah, yeah. but we will we'll revisit we'll see carrie might be totally fine with you and be whoa i don't know why connor's throwing out so much hate that was very <laughs> awkward for me to watch which can be quite enjoyable let's imagine you can do like a jerry springer thing where like you start with carrie and then surprise i come out i'm like yeah here we are we just get right down to it yeah uh, uh, it out but sure. it's with a plastic axe so there you yeah, go yeah couldn't lift but anything oh yeah it's gotta he's be not nice. actually scared yeah <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for doing this. It was so great to chat. I love the randomness that was this chat. Tons of fun. I, yeah. Enjoy. Good luck. Thank Other you. Other words? Okay. And to you. This was a, a, a wonderful way to start the week. Hope everyone enjoyed themselves. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.